0: Gary and his da were walking along the beach opposite the pier where the trawlers were tied up in rows of four. They were not alone as they took in their exercise. The tide had just gone out and their sandpiper neighbours were out in force as they scavenged and poked the wet sands for their evening meals. A few nosy guillemots glided in the sky as they kept an eye on what was going on below them. Gary hurried alongside his da For every stride of his da, Gary needed three to keep up.
1: Da, there's something I've been meaning to
2: ask you. And what is that, son?
1: You know when you're out diving and Mum and I are watching you? I do. And and as you're gliding high in the sky before you start your dive?
2: Yes. You
1: always say there's a great view from up here. You do, da? Always. But there usually is a great view. Yeah, yeah, but, but but
2: what do you mean, like? You know, the sights that are all around you, the cliffs and the harbour and the village and the town off in the distance across the bay nestled beneath the hills? You can see all that from up there? Of course. Surely you notice these too when you were up flying around.
1: No, no, it's, it's all a bit hard to
2: make out, to be honest with you.
0: Gary's dad stopped dead in his tracks. He tried to get his head around Gary's predicament.
1: Hey, dad, what's, what's that over there?
0: Gary ran over to an object that poked out from the wet sand and reflected beams from the setting sun.
2: Gary, don't touch that! Even the humans handle that with care. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but what is it? It's a piece of glass, and it's extremely dangerous.
0: Gary disobeyed his dare and picked a shard of glass up in his bill.
2: Gary, what did I tell you? Put that down now.
0: But Gary was too preoccupied to listen to his dare. He shook his head up and down and moved it from side to side as he continued to look out through the glass. He then took turns to view a distant point by looking at it through the glass and then looking at it normally. He was amazed.
2: Gary, drop that glass out of your bill this instant. I can see it. I can see it.
1: And I can read what it says. What are you on about, Gary?
2: Unlike
0: most scannets, Gary could read human writing, and so could his dad.
1: I can see the notice over there in the distance, and I can even read it.
0: Gary pointed his wing to a sign on a fence that separated the car park from the beach.
1: It says... Beware of strong currents, doesn't
0: it? His dad had to concentrate on the notice.
2: Yes, yes, it it does say that. Now please do what you are told and put the glass down.
0: Gary dropped the shard of glass, but his interest in the strange magnifying object did not end there and then. His little mind went into overdrive. He racked his brain to remember where he had seen that glass stuff in use before. There were loads of it on those car things used by the humans to drive on the roads. And on the sticky-uppy parts of the trawlers too. He remembered that he saw humans drinking liquid out of containers made from it. Then it dawned on him.
1: Dad, you know some humans wear funny structures on their faces. I bet they contain glass and that the humans wear them to improve their eyesight.
2: Hmm, you could very well be right.
1: Dad, will you get me a structure with some of that glass stuff in it? Please, 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 please.
0: Gary hopped up and down on the spot and stared intently and pleadingly at his dad. His father had never seen him so animated before. It was obvious to him that Gary knew his eyesight was not good and wanted to find some way or something that would improve it. Garry's Da was on his way home after a hard day's work when he spied a flock of starlings off in the distance. They were flying in a formation that resembled a big ball rolling in the sky. As the distance between Garry's Da and the flying ball shortened, the starlings started to shimmy and shake and the entire flock morphed into a spinning, twisting corkscrew. Normally he would be enthralled by such a stunning, mesmerising display in the evening skies of the late autumn. Only this evening he was rather puzzled by it all. He was quite sure it was not even midsummer.
2: Mm, "'Tis all very strange,' he muttered. "'Maybe they know something I don't.'
0: His flight path took him straight towards the flock of starlings... He observed them closely as he approached and it started to make sense. Instead of the black with blue, green and white speckled bodies of adult starlings he saw scores of brown feathered youngsters.
2: Well knock me over with a feather. They're out training their youngsters. Who would have thought? Young starlings being trained for their migration to the warmer climes in the south. What's the world coming to it all?
0: As he got closer still, he heard commands shouted out by a stout elderly starling, who had a peculiar covering over his head. It was like a peaked cap a human with a tiny head would wear. and he also had a piece of cloth wrapped round his neck, like a scarf. But what intrigued Gary's dad the most was the strange contraption the elderly starling wore over his eyes.